Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? In today's episode, I'm going to tell you guys about five exercises that I think are stupid. And when I say stupid, I definitely don't mean that they are intrinsically bad. I don't mean that they are wrong. I don't mean that you should never do them or completely avoid them if ever your trainer says to do them. But what I want to convey in this episode is that there are some exercises that I personally think aren't the most effective for what most people are doing them for. And generally, there's a much better alternative to doing these exercises. And I'll also tell you guys the reason behind all of this and my thought process behind why I'm saying each of these exercises is stupid. And hopefully, I've driven this one home by now. If you're my client, you will definitely know this. But I wouldn't really say there are many bad exercises. And there are so many ways to do so many exercises that can be correct depending on what your actual goal of doing that exercise is and what your overall training goal is in general. So as I go through these five exercises, I'm also going to explain in detail for each one why I'm not a big fan of it, but kind of the general rule of thumb that can apply to all of these is that they are just so often poorly executed by most people. And it's not because most people don't know how to actually do them correctly. Yes, of course, that is a huge factor, but it's more so that most people's bodies just are not structured optimally to perform these exercises, especially when you take into consideration that, again, most people have postural imbalances and muscular imbalances in their bodies, meaning, again, I'm making a generalization, but most people do have weak delts, um, a weak core, and weak glutes. And I'm definitely not aiming to paint everyone with the same brush here, but the reality is most of us slouch over when we're on the computer. Most of us slouch over when we're on our phones. And really the majority of the population, we have desk jobs where we're sitting for a significant amount of time, even like whether we work in an office or we work on a heavy piece of equipment, like a lot of people do in Fort Mac. And I mean, even if your job is physical, if you're on your feet all day, most manual labor jobs involve extremely repetitive movements that so often result in imbalances, even if we are not aware of them. So anyways, here we go. Top five stupidest exercises. And again, this is strictly and completely my opinion. Number one, the upright row. And the biggest problem with this exercise is that there is a high risk of injury. 
because the typical form for the upright row, it just doesn't really match the way the shoulder joint is built to move. If you don't know what the upright row looks like, basically it is when you are standing straight upright, you have a barbell in your hands and you are pulling it up towards your face. So the main issue with this one is that most people already have internally rotated shoulders. So if you perform this movement with your scapula protracted, when your elbows get higher than your shoulders at that top position and you have the weight of the bar pulling down, every time you raise that weight, that barbell, the tendon in your shoulder can get pinched by the bones in your shoulder, resulting in an impingement. So a safer way to perform this movement would be with dumbbells because your hands are not set in that fixed position. And even a, a cable variation is better than the typical barbell upright row. However, if this exercise is performed with extreme precision by someone who has relatively strong deltoids to begin with and really good posture, this exercise can totally be beneficial. However, for most people, it just doesn't seem like it's worth the risk. All right, exercise number two that is stupid. Lateral lunges. So a lateral lunge is basically when you, instead of lunging forward or lunging back, you are lunging out to the side. And this one, like there are a lot of butchered exercises out there, but this one is scarily butchered. And I think it's because so many people want, or so many women specifically want that round perky booty. And so if you aren't super familiar with fitness or muscular anatomy or even exercises in general, this is kind of the exercise that I guess would make the most sense in people's head. And the thought process behind it, I guess, is thinking you're going to tighten up the inner thighs and grow your glutes at the same time. But the reality is there are so many better ways to do that, especially because like 90% of the time when I see this exercise being performed... I am scared as hell that that person is going to blow out their knee or severely injure their back. And I mean, like, body completely collapsing over the knee, knees caving in, a complete loss of control of the movement during this exercise, no proper alignment, no core engagement, and no care in the world as to what direction your toe is pointing. And it it just terrifies me to see how incorrectly this exercise is almost always performed. So if you are trying to grow the booty and you are not an extremely advanced lifter, I would definitely recommend completely ditching the lateral lunge and replacing it with hip thrusts. Hip thrust variations are going to be the king for building up the booty. Other lunge variations are also great. Reverse lunges, um, Bulgarian split squats, walking lunges, all great options. And I mean, if you're really wanting to get that isolation, lying hip abductions, or even, even your machine abductions are going to be so much more effective and less risky on your body. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you injure yourself from an exercise, 
it's it's just not worth the risk because now you're out of the gym for that much longer and you're going to have to put off your fitness goals in terms of training for that much longer. So we always want to optimize the what we're doing and have as much as little risk as possible. All right, exercise number 3 is the bicycle crunch. So most people cannot even activate their abdominal muscles correctly, yet they're going hard in the paint with the fucking bicycles. Like two minutes straight bicycles, probably zero actual core engagement, hip flexors on fire, but not so much a fire in the ab department. And again, here with this exercise, the the goal usually is to target the obliques because we all want those nice ab lines. But to get those, you actually have to use your obliques. So a variation that my clients do, and I find this way more effective, is a modified version where instead of keeping your legs up off the ground, like when you're laying back on your back and doing that cycling movement, you actually perform one side at a time for a given rep range. And in between each rep, you're actually going to put your foot back down on the floor. So essentially you're going to crunch up as you're crunching up. You want to breathe out to fully shorten your abdominal muscles. Because again, your abs are just like every other muscle in your body. You To train them effectively, you want to lengthen and shorten them optimally, right? So as you're crunching up, you're going to breathe out. You're going to aim your opposite elbow towards the opposite knee. When you get to that top position, you're going to hold it for about one second and then slowly return to the starting position, lengthening back out the abdominal muscles and then repeating it on the same side. So you're getting more time under tension on that side. And this greatly removes your hip flexors from the picture. Once you complete the desired number of reps, you will do it on the opposite side. And it's funny because a lot of my clients have this in their training plans at some point and they'll say like, okay, I mastered the modified bicycle crunch. Can I move up to the normal bicycle crunch now? And I'm like, yeah, if you want less gains, let's do it. (laughs) All right, moving on to number four. And this one ties in nicely with the obliques. Number four is the seated spinal twist machine. And I know we've all seen that machine at the gym. And just keep walking the fuck by. (laughs) Honestly, stop doing that one. Again, I know we all want those nice ab lines, but most people load the fuck out of this machine. We load it up with weight and we just wreak havoc on our spines. This machine puts a ton of unnecessary stress on your lower back, on your spine, on your hip flexors, while simultaneously compressing the discs of the lower back. You can position your body a bit better to reduce that. But again, the problem that we encounter with machines, and even though some machines are amazing, is that machines are kind of a one-size-fits-all. And as we know, like all of our bodies are so structurally different. So honestly, I can't even describe how you would position your body better because everyone's body is so different. So I would just skip this machine and do a completely different exercise. Honestly, the ab lines and that nice defined stomach that we all want, it's going to come so much more from your nutrition than from the ab twist machine at the gym. Number five. Again, we're kind of sticking with the oblique theme here. (laughs) 
Um, number five is your dumbbell side bend. So again, I I see this one quite often at the gym. It again seems pretty popular with the ladies, although I've seen quite a few men do it as well. This one is where you are basically just standing upright. You have a dumbbell in one of your hands. Sometimes people have it in, in both sides. I guess you could do it one side at a time or you could alternate. And essentially you're just bending sideways, reaching down and then coming back up to standing. So the problem with this exercise is essentially... The dumbbell pulls you outside of the active range of motion where your obliques would actually be working and should otherwise be maintaining that tension. So holding the dumbbell on one side of your body or even both sides, really, it puts your spine in a compromised position. And not only that, but it makes it hard to maintain the proper alignment that is actually required for us to isolate our obliques properly. And most people fall into the trap of using momentum with this exercise and kind of rocking side to side, which ultimately, again, is going to put strain on the lower back. And it really just completely diminishes the point of the exercise. And now I know I just hated on a ton, well, three core exercises. (laughs) So like my favorite variations of core exercises are going to be most variations of leg or hip raises. There definitely are a ton of good core exercises out there, but if your goal is a strong defined core, a couple tips I can give you, focus more on the quality of the movement than on how many reps you're actually doing and generally focus on exercises where you can use light to no weight because most people end up loading their core exercises for their abs with a lot of weight. But the problem is, again, most people can't even use their abs to do them properly without weight. So loading up those exercises super heavy is very likely just going to take you backwards and, again, strengthen up the muscles that are already strong and keep you in the habit of letting those muscles take over when we actually want to be using our core. And I mean dial in your nutrition. That's going to be the biggest game changer in terms of like bringing the definition out in your abs. Okay. So we did go through the top five, but I have an honorable mention and that is behind the head lat pulldowns. Most people, again, don't even use their lats properly or enough during your typical lat pulldown where you're pulling it in front of your chest. And I'll just throw a little tip at you there. So when you are doing your conventional normal lat pulldown, you really want to initiate that movement with your lats from the very get-go just to eliminate um, your biceps. A lot of the time when we're training our lats, we have a tendency to let our biceps take over. So initiate the movement with your lats. When you are pulling that bar down in front of your face, You don't want to pull it too far down because that's going to turn your lats off. And again, it's going to internally rotate your shoulders. So a lot of the time I see people at the gym pulling the lat bar down way below their chest and almost like caving in at the top. So again, you don't want to do that. You actually just want to initiate with the lats, pull that bar down, aiming your elbows back and down towards kind of like if you had pockets, back pockets, and then stopping like just about Um, in line or a little bit above your chest and always control the eccentric. So when you're going back up that negative portion of the movement, do not lose tension. If you do, you're losing out on the benefit of almost half the exercise. So again, 
it's challenging enough to engage your lats with a typical conventional lat pull down. And if you're pulling the the bar behind your head, you're you're really not going to get any lat engagement. And if you're trying to target your traps with that movement, like again, there are better ways to train our traps. Same thing with the, the behind the head military press. Honestly, most people lack the shoulder mobility, the strength, and the ability to stabilize correctly and maintain proper posture that would allow them to really get much benefit from that exercise as well. So those are my top five stupidest exercises with two honorable mentions. And again, this episode was not at all meant to make anyone feel dumb or to say these exercises are intrinsically bad. Just sharing my opinion with you all in the hopes that you get some value from this and can apply it to help you take your training to the next level. Maybe I'll do an exercise with the five best exercises, but that would be really challenging because there's so many good ones out there. Anyways, if you got value, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nifina, and tell me what stupid exercise stood out the most to you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.